What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Money Miles J. Because when money talks, people listen, as always. I thank you for joining me on this episode of the podcast, January 29th, 2022. And last time you guys been here with me, it was the beginning of the year, first year. Talked about day one. We talked about the passing of Miss Betty White. And it was it was rather it was really it was really sad going through that. She was so close to her hundredth birthday. They even had a documentary. I talked all about it in the previous episode. But it just seemed like that after we got over or dealt with the passing of Miss Betty White, we ended up losing three more celebrities. We end up losing legendary actor Sidney Poitier. The guy, that man broke barriers. That man was one of the all-time greats with his acting credits alone. His acting credits alone is phenomenal. But the work that he's done outside of acting in regards of producing, philanthropy, the stuff that he's done is remarkable. And he's he was always a standout. Then we had the we had Meatloaf, who had passed. And I think if nobody if you don't know who Meatloaf is, you at least know that song. Um, I definitely remember him from that song. I remember he was in he had a cameo in that movie, um, that terrible movie Blood Rain. But you know his song. I will do anything for love. Yes, I will do anything for love. Yes, I will do anything for love. But I won't do that. That song, if you heard that song, that's me, love. Um, so then we lose from Golden Girl to America's Dad. We lose comedian television host Bob Saget. Bob Saget, he he was mostly well known for his roles as the host of America's Funniest Home Videos and for his role as um, Danny Tanner in the show Full House. He was he was known for those shows and as a kid that's what I remembered him from. But I remember him I remember when I got a little bit older that he did stand up and <laughs> uh, his stand-up is far from what he is on cable television. Um, his stand-up is really, really raunchy. It's like he de- he deals with a lot of a lot of sexual humor. Look it up. You be if you've never seen him do stuff like that, then you'd be surprised. But there was so many stories that he that he did in his stand-up. And there was one in particular that 
that um that stood out to me was when he was talking about one of his first gigs and I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to spoil away too much. I want you to go look it up when you tell the story about his first gig. Um, but the first time I ever seen him outside of anything, uh, before I saw his stand-up, I saw him in a cameo in the movie Half-Baked, one of my favorite movies. And and he was the guy when when Thurgood, Dave Chappelle, had went to re- tried to go into rehab or um, Addicts Anonymous or whatever it's called to get help. He, um, when he was telling people that, hi, my name is Ver- my name is Thurgood. Hi, Thurgood. Hi. And I I should have the clip actually played at the beginning of the episode. Um, if I don't, then well, I I have I'll have I'll have it just. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place right now. Um, anyway, plowing ahead. He is going to be one of the all-time greats that is going to be missed. Um, I just hope and pray that his family and his loved ones are handling this well. Losing somebody as well as losing somebody, anybody is never easy and it's not that you it's not that you that you get over it you just go through the motions better you're always going to miss that person that's been close to you i know myself i lost a lot of people close to me but time heals Always have patience, always have faith. Anyway, I don't want to get too too mushy or anything like that, you guys. I want to kind of keep this as lighthearted as possible and just kind of just go through some of the stuff that's been going on. Um, I There's been a lot of negative, but there's been some positive. Like, we just always got to think for the future thank for moving forward. Um, if you guys, of course, right now in Virginia, we're in the middle of a, a winter storm. It's supposedly two to four inches, which is not really much in my opinion, but it's Virginia. So they're going to treat it like it's eight inches. Well, but for me and my family, we're doing fine. I hope if if you're in the middle of a snowstorm or or a weather storm currently, I really do hope for the best. Hope that you and your family are all well taken care of. And there's the whole issue with with um COVID. It seemed like the the rate of people that have been testing positive has gone up. Big no big shock there. It is the winter time. Um I personally thought I came close to it. But you know what? This isn't the place for it. As much as this is my podcast, of course, but I really don't want you guys to feel depressed and down. That's not what you're here for. You're here for an escape almost or to get some information. Um, yeah, this is information. If you do want to get more information in regards of COVID and the surges that have been going on, then I would suggest simply just going into the news 
or Googling it. Watching the news, honestly, is already depressing enough. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we it seemed like we were losing celebrities left and right. Um, of course, these people have lived full lives, and I'm grateful for them. But at the same time, it just seems like too much of a coincidence. Um, going ahead, talking about gaming news. First off, um, I want to go into gaming and a little bit of movie stuff, too. So, Spider-Man No Way Home has been a mega hit since December. I have seen it more than once. I I couldn't resist. I'm like all the I'm like all the other idiots out there. I just couldn't resist. Um Spider-Man No Way Home was quite possibly one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. I'm not going to go into details right now. Um I want to save that for a later podcast. Um I want to try and I want to try and wait until my um my sister actually does see it um digitally and then we're going to gather our notes and we're going to come back up here and kind of do a slight breakdown. It is going to be full of spoilers, so be warned. Um but my regular review of it just simply straight up um I got to give it like I personally, this is my personal opinion. I got to give I got to give it a 5 out of 5. Of course, it does have its problems. It's not a perfect movie. But I think I was just blinded by the nostalgia, the interesting story, the change and the growth of the characters, dynamic between the characters, the chemistry between characters and the actors that have played each character. It what it is it is phenomenal how how much of their passion just tend to seep through into the into the screen. Like you can really you can really feel these people putting in performance. It doesn't seem like they were just there to collect a paycheck. Shoot, even on um, Willem Dafoe said that he was willing to come back as long as he can do his own stunts. And man, does he! But. I'm going to do a full breakdown and full review of Spider-Man No Way Home. If you guys want to check that out, be sure to stay tuned. Follow my page on Facebook. It will be up there, and I will post up some stuff. Next thing's up. Um, There's been some recent updates with WWE 2K22. WWE 2K22 if you guys aren't familiar with the WWE line of video games recently, um, WWE 2K series has been ongoing for quite some time um, under various names. But once 2K started taking 2K started taking over 2K Sports, and the usual developer Ukes and Ukes is no longer is no longer developing the game. They're actually using 2K's in-house um, visual concepts to to do the game. In 2020, in 2020, or well, 2019, WWE 2K 2020. I mean, sorry, WWE 2K 20. Getting tongue-tied all over the place. 
But the game was disastrous, to say the least. There was so many issues with WWE 2K20, in which there was glitches the, the on day one. The first warning sign to me was the fact that they did not, that for the previous two, three, four um, games, previous four games, they would have for those who pre-order to be able to do a, um, to get their game three days early. But for this one, they didn't. There was no critic reviews or that were sent out or anything like that. There was absolutely nothing. So it was kind of a telling sign right there. And I had already pre-ordered for the SmackDown 20th Anniversary Edition. I actually, um, speaking of, there was issues with that. Some people, when they received it, they were supposed to receive a plaque that has a piece of the 2000, 2003, Smack, 2002 SmackDown ring. They supposed to have a piece of that. They were supposed to get a autograph, a signed autograph of either Edge, Rey Mysterio, or Kurt Angle. And some people didn't even get, they would have the picture in case, but they wouldn't have the signature of Rey Mysterio or Kurt Angle or whoever they got. Edge, being the guy that he was, said that if they didn't receive it, he gave them, he would inbox them his P.O. box. He'll sign it for them and then send it right back. He didn't have to do that, and he did it for free. Like, he took the time to be able to do that, which was nice. Then you had so many glitches left and right. I had the long, I had, I had the hardest time just trying to start an exhibition match. It kept on freezing, kept on breaking down. When I tried to create my character, which is one of the first things that I do after I get used to controls. Whenever I had tried to create my character, it will crash. Whenever I tried to play as my character, it will crash. When I tried to do the my career mode, it crashed. <laughs> like, they had to send out a patch the day that you bought it or the day that it came out. And then they had, like, seven more patches, and it's still broken. But the latest one recently is 2K20, 2K22 because it, 2K20 was so bad that they skipped 21. So when that happened, they decided to kind of come back to things and try to get an understanding of all of their all of their um their mechanics, try to get an understanding of how to go about this properly and they've recently had testers they've had some they've had um wrestlers come in and they had wrestlers come in and do motion capture they had them do body scans so that way they look as accurate as possible in the game which is great um the only thing was WWE was firing everybody left and right so they had to constantly remove people left and right and i'm pretty sure when we get the game if you get the game that it is going to be some pre-made moves list for people that were released like jeff hardy um braun Strowman, and all them probably even bray wyatt 
So I'm be on the lookout for that. I'm gonna try probably gonna try and create them. Um they announced quite a few things that um the there's new physics for the weapons. Like they'll actually break over time after using them or the tables, they break different ways. They don't just break in half or break at the foot or whatever. They break several different ways. The graphics look amazing from the screenshots that I've seen. Um, if you go on, if you go to to 2K's Twitter, they actually do have that up. Um, quite a few screenshots. They actually had some people do some testing. Um, they were talking about the dynamics of the ca- of the cameras when they make their entrance. They actually do kind of wobble a little bit, like how they do in in real life. There was some rumors that there was actually going to be the virtual arena or the Thunderdome arena um, available in the game where they have people on screens like they did um, near the beginning of the pandemic. There was, there was, um, there was a lot of stuff coming out. There's also, they finally brought it back. And I mean, finally, since 2007, they brought back the GM mode. They brought back GM mode. Um, which is going to be now called My GM, and you get to choose between four different general managers, whether it be Stephanie, Shane, Adam Pierce, or Sonia Deville, and you pretty much want to try and just the same as usual. You want to try and build the best brand as possible using superstars with a certain amount of money and so forth. There is a new the new game series that's replacing. That's actually going to be replacing. The my career mode is going to be called my rise, and with this changeover, there's also another thing that changes. When you played my rise, unlike unlike in the last one, in the last two my career modes, you can actually have you can actually have the ability to switch brands between Raw and SmackDown. So you have all so you have all of that. And then for then for finally, jeez, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm acting all crazy. But one of the other things that they added is the cover star of this year's game is Rey Mysterio. And for him, he's actually going to be. Um, it's actually going to be about him. He's going to have the um, 2K showcase this year. Uh, they're looking at some classic matches of his. Most likely, they're probably going to do. I know Halloween Havoc with Eddie Guerrero probably going to be one of those matches. Um, there's so many classic matches that they could do, but they're probably going to be limited to, um, to who to who they have access to because of the recent firings and so forth. What I really wish that they could have did was they could have had, if I'm not mistaken. But there was a triple threat match between Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and CM Punk. I mean, an independent show, and I wish I could remember the name of the show. But that was a that was actually a pretty good triple threat match. I had first seen it. I heard about it, but I had first seen it fully was on CM Punk's documentary DVD. Um, it was actually one of the matches up there. And I was surprised that they were able to get get the footage. And I enjoy, I actually enjoyed it. 
but I'm gonna be on, I'm actually gonna be on the lookout. They also announced that they were gonna have multiple editions of the. Actually, let me try and look it up because I'm trying to remember which ones they were. Because there was there was the deluxe edition as usual, and then they had an NWO edition. And I could have sworn that there was a third one. I'm just hanging on a second, you guys. Sorry about this. Just trying to make sure that I have my notes together. Okay, so yeah. Um, what it is, it is going to be a standard edition, a deluxe edition. And then they also have... So they have the NWO for Life, deluxe, and standard editions. The NWO for Life... And deluxe editions are set to be released on March 8th, three days ahead of release of the standard edition on March 11th. So you get three, so you get a three-day access to them. And there was a the price point for the NWO for Life edition is 119. $120. And what it does, I'm actually trying to look up and make sure that I have all the info because what it does, it actually does have let's see, let's see, let's see. So I'm actually I'm actually going online to the PlayStation store. It's on multiple systems, but I'm going with PlayStation for right now. They have a standard edition, which is which is um pretty simple because you get when you pre-order, you get the game, you get Starcade '96 Rey Mysterio, and you get in the Immortal Undertaker pack, which is four different versions of the Undertaker. You got the Cross Gen pack, which is pretty much the same thing. Um, it's ten dollars more. You got the deluxe edition, which you get the game. You get the Mortal Immortal Hulk Hogan. Jeez, not a name I want to say. The Undertaker Immortal Pack, Cedars and Pass, and Three Day Early Access. So you get the Three Day Early Access with the deluxe edition. Now that is a total of th- of ninety nine ninety nine hundred dollars, but for twenty dollars more. You can get the NWO for life for places four, places five, Xbox One, and Xbox Series SX. I mean, this one you you get the Starcade '96 Rey Mysterio pack, the Undertaker Immortal pack, Season Pass, three day early access, and the NWO for life digital bonus pack, which includes NWO versions of six Hulk Hogan. Um, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Now, from what I'm understanding is that the NWO for Life digital bonus pack is is actually the the NWO pack is actually not going to be a part of the season pass. So if you happen to get it, 
get the deluxe edition and you figure that, hey, I'm just going to buy the season pass later. I'm just going to buy this, get it on the season pass. That's not the case. So it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting move that they want to add something to kind of jack up the price for it. I can understand that they're trying to appeal to to all audiences, past and present, but they just got to be careful with that because they've already built up enough goodwill with this game because of all the information that they're providing us in regards of the development of the game, keeping us up to date as much as possible. But they don't want to kind of muddy the waters because if you do, because the price point on it, I think, and me personally, I think it's completely fine. Um, but if you're going to do a whole bunch of microtransactions, then we're back to square one where you're going to start losing the trust in people. But anyway, I'm I'm not a businessman or anything like that. I'm just a podcaster. Just a guy from Virginia. Before going into my predictions, there's a go-home show for SmackDown. Now, I'm not going to go over the entire show, but I am going to go over some key points that are kind of interesting. There's been a lot of buildup between... So far, I'm not sure what's going on with the draft or whatever. If it's a trade, who got traded where. But for some reason, Seth Rollins is challenging Roman Reigns. Raw's Seth Rollins challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. It was like there was just a change up out of nowhere because there was something between him. There was a partnership going on between him and Kevin Owens that I felt like it was going to go towards them going after the tag team titles or something like that. Um, There was... There was that. Um, I think they mentioned that there was like a slight mention that, oh, it's Royal Rumble season. So you're going to see Raw, Smack, Raw Superstars on SmackDown and SmackDown Superstars on Raw. I think it was something of that line, some generic line that they always give an excuse for when they can't come up with anything creative. Don't get me wrong. I'm still watching this show. So it is what it is. I'm not trying to... Not trying to outright destroy WWE or anything like that, but it's just. But anyway, the rivalry between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar has just stemmed on the whole disrespect thing. Bobby Lashley is saying that Brock Lesnar's been ducking him, and Bobby Lashley was just saying, I mean, not Bobby Lashley, but Brock Lesnar. Just saying that, hey, if you were a big deal or if you were any good, then we would have had a match already and I would have beaten you already. And we wouldn't even be here. And then he was talking, he was talking all kinds of mess. Um, knock, knock, who's there? Bobby. Well, Bobby, who? Exactly. <laughs> they did what I thought that they would do nowadays away in for these rivalries instead of doing a contract signing because it's so 80s having a contract signing like it's just out of date so i figure you know what they do to build up the hype in boxing and in mma 
is that they do a weigh-in. So I figured this was a pretty interesting thing to kind of give a knock on their MMA background. It was like a little something interesting, but it didn't turn out it turned out okay. Not as good as I hoped, though. But what can you do? Um, the segment was still pretty good because I Bobby Lashley is being the being stone faced. He's being serious. All no jokes. While Brock Lesnar is just having a great time. He's just having a ball. He is not taking him serious whatsoever. Um, I feel like the build could be a lot better. Especially if we had um, MVP and Paul Heyman on the microphone more. And going back and forth. Because both of them are really good in their roles. But I'm ready for... I'm ready for I'm ready to see this because this is something that they're delivering that we haven't seen before. We've seen we've seen um, Roman Reigns go against Seth Rollins, but we haven't seen Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. This is something I've been asking for since Bobby Lashley returned, and I'm hope I'm hoping it's as good as I would want it to be, but. I'm not going to have my hopes up too much because I don't want to set myself up for failure. They did do a great job with their interactions at day one pay-per-view. Now, they kept it limited, and they made sure that Brock Lesnar didn't get any offense on Bobby Lashley. In fact, he got zero offense on on Bobby Lashley. Every time you saw them two together, Bobby Lashley was... On Brock Lesnar. And I'll get into my predictions about what I'm expecting in the Royal Rumble. That is what's leading into, into the next segment. But let me go ahead and back up. There's a few other things. Um, for there is there is this ongoing rivalry between Sonya Deville and and Naomi for some reason. Don't know why Sonya Deville just can't stand Naomi, but she just had it out for her for the longest time. And it's finally culminated to this, a match between the two, which I thought they were going to do at WrestleMania, but I guess they figure it's not worth it's not worth WrestleMania. I felt like it would have been it was done pretty well and could be a WrestleMania match. So maybe even the um it could be like the second match or the it could be the opening match of one of um night one. The very first match that people see at WrestleMania. Man, I forgot WrestleMania is two nights this year and next year. Man. But anyway. She finally was able to have a one-on-one match with, with Sonya Deville. And Naomi ended up winning with the split-legged moonsault. And what is Sonya? She leaves out so quickly, comes right back out with her with her blazer on. He's like, "Oh, I'm your boss when I have this blazer on." And she came back and she announced that she was going to be in the Royal Rumble as well. So this rivalry is going to at least continue on until Royal Rumble or possibly Elimination Chamber. I'm not sure if they're going to have it run into WrestleMania because we just had the blow off match. What would be the blow off match? So, we got that. 
we got Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Their build-up has been pretty good. Both of them are really good on the microphone right now. Like, they're both very comfortable. Seth Rollins with that laugh, that cackle. And what they've been doing is, throughout the weeks, it seems like they've been alternating between who's the heel and who's the babyface, even though they're both supposed to be heels. But they do a good job of balancing it out, how they both see, how it's not that they're both babyfaces, it's just that one of them seems a little bit more heelish or a little bit more babyface-ish. It just seemed like at one week, Seth Rollins was just having having his way with with um with Roman where he was getting where he was getting the upper hand he, like he knew that Roman was going to throw a punch and he move out the way he knows when he's about to strike it's like he has his number which technically speaking he has i don't think that i don't think that for a major title match that Roman has ever pinned Seth Rollins. I got to double check on that, but don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on it just yet. I still got to make sure. Um, I got to look through my archives. But anyway, it just seemed like he was just one step ahead. And then in this week, he's the he's the jackass. Basically, he is getting his verbal getting his verbal chainsaw out and just tearing apart Roman. And at first, Roman, he's brushing it off, you know, how he's told him he stole his WrestleMania moment. And then he's like, that's water under the bridge. And then he's telling him, like, he's talking about how he's beat him in the past. And Roman's talking about how you living in the past. You're living in the past, son. I'm in God mode now. I'm the tribal chief. You know, he's doing that. And his delivery is always great. But then he mentions how he took a chair to his back and ended the shield. And that gets Roman. Gets him ticked. And he was telling him that he tried his best to forgive him. But he said that he could never forgive him for that. He said that he hated him for what he did to them. And with that being said, it was pretty much it was pretty much done. Like he had he had Roman shook to the point where he couldn't strike. He felt like, it looked like he couldn't even move. So it's pretty interesting that he's gotten his mind like that. It's a great build. They have great delivery. They have great chemistry. And I'm actually looking forward to this match at the Royal Rumble. Speaking of... Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Rumble! Here are my Royal Rumble predictions for the January 29th, 2022 Royal Rumble that's going to be live in St. Louis, Missouri at the Dome at America Center. This is going to be a really interesting rumble. I think that the biggest highlight is probably going to be the surprise entrance in the rumble with the announcement that Impact Wrestling's Mickey James is actually going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble. Just 
blew everybody's minds because she was the she's the current Impact Wrestling Women's Champion, and it's been a while. And they it's been a while since they worked with another company. I think the last time that they worked with another company and blatantly had them on their screen was probably ECW back in the nineties. So this is them looking like they're opening the forbidden door. So they got somebody like Mickey James. There's probably going to be maybe one other person from impact, maybe two from impact that come over along with Mickey James. And then it puts a spotlight on the men's because I know there's a plethora of people that people would love to see and would be excited to expect. So, kind of puts that in perspective. But let's get to the matches. So one of the matches that they got going on is Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice. I forgot to mention this buildup. It has been a back and forth where Edge and The Miz are doing their own thing. Like they are really, they are really both great on the microphone. And this looks like it could elevate, to me, this entire feud feels like it could elevate The Miz. But then again, elevate him to where? He's already been WWE champion twice, even though the last one, I wouldn't, I barely even count that as a championship reign. But I don't know where this could take The Miz. The only thing I could think of is, the only thing, the only thing I could think of is them building, them building up Edge, because eventually Edge is going to challenge for a world for another world championship at some point. I'm not sure. I'm just we're just biding our time right now. We're just trying to give them a little bit of filler and get to miss something to do as well. So for this match, I'm predicting that it's going to be Edge and Beth Phoenix taking the win. We also have. The Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. And I gotta admit, I've I hardly watch Raw anymore. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure from what I've seen from the clips that this rivalry is pretty it's pretty good. Like I said, it's another one of these matches to help keep Becky Lynch busy because they're gonna they're gonna want to try and keep that title on her until WrestleMania. I want. I so badly want. Want it to be Bianca Belair getting getting a back to back win, going to WrestleMania, and going up against Becky Lynch and getting her revenge. I just feel like that. I just felt like. I just felt like we got gypped with her at SummerSlam, and she never got her comeuppance. Becky got away, and Bianca Belair, who was a mega star has gone or was starting to fall flat but she's been picking up wins she's been doing pretty well she's been looking pretty good but like i said who knows things change at any moment so i'm actually going to be giving this one to becky lynch for obvious reasons next matchup that we have is the match that i am ready for so badly it is the WWE champion Brock Lesnar versus the almighty Bobby Lashley. 
for the WWE Championship. And I feel like this is gonna be it's gonna be one of those matches. <laughs> it's it's like what Big E said on the podcast once on his podcast. Um, if you haven't checked it out, you got the was it big meaty men slapping meat? <laughs> like I feel like this is gonna be like some hardened, some hardened stuff. If they lay in like how I hope they would, I just really feel like this could be a phenomenal match. Like they could take this in any route. Both of them have amateur wrestling background. Both of them have MMA background. They've been WWE. They've done professional wrestling outside of WWE. Like the the similarities between the two is phenomenal. With that being said, there's been a lot of talks about a champion versus champion match between Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Not necessarily for both titles, but just the champion versus champion match between the two. Now, me personally, I don't care for that. I mean, I feel like if you're going to have a champion versus champion match, um, if it's done for like Survivor Series, then it makes sense. But to do it outside of that, either you unify the titles or you keep them separate from each other. That's how I feel. There's no point in having two titles, two world champions, if they're both and they're both competing against each other. Like they should, they shouldn't have to touch each other unless it's for Survivor Series. If they're both holding the world title, then I feel like, and they want at each other so badly, then there's no need for them to have both titles. Just merge the two titles. And have one only one world champion, and he'll float between shows. Otherwise, keep them separate. But I'm done with my rant. I'm sorry about that. But with this match, I'm giving it. I want to give it so badly to Bobby Lashley. I feel like we. I still feel like we got some more legs with him. Brock Lesnar is not taking Bobby Lashley seriously, and. Most of the time, whenever you have like a buildup where they're not taking the person serious enough, like how Brock Lesnar didn't take Goldberg serious enough, he ended up losing. But then again, it could play out like WrestleMania 19, where Triple H didn't take Book T serious and and he ended up walking away with the title. So. But my money's still going to be on Bobby Lashley to take the championship off of him. I feel like we can still work something out where we have Brock Lesnar go back to SmackDown and go after Roman Reigns. Of course, we've been to that well, but somehow we're going to make it so that they have their match at WrestleMania where Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar and he rejoins the bloodline. And then finally, we got the, oh yeah, and also we got the Universal Championship match. We have Jimmy and Jey Uso barred from ringside. And it is Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. Like, he's been champion for over 500, I think 500 days. 
I think it was like 500 and 514 days. 514 days, he beat the all-time record for, well, he didn't beat the all-time record for for all world champions, but he beat the all-time record for Universal Champion. Pretty much set the bar. I'm thinking that they're not going to take the title off of him. I feel like this is the moment where he finally gets his win against Seth Rollins. I'm giving it to Roman. With that note, we are going to go to the women's Royal Rumble. My predictions for that. So, first off, before we do, we got to know so many people that are in there. We have Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H. We have Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina, Shotzi, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, the women's champion, Charlotte Flair. She's trying to pull Brock Lesnar. Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, and Lita, all Hall of Famers who are returning for this. And Lita's, and with Lita, she's actually looking to have this jumpstart for a one last run type of thing. We got Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, Mickey James, as we mentioned before, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville. Now, obviously, I don't think that Sonya Deville is going to be in there just to try and win the Rumble. Maybe. But I feel like she's going to be in there so for her sole purpose is to eliminate Naomi. I feel like they're going to have an eliminate. I feel like she's going to eliminate her. And then they might have one more match somewhere down the line. It's got to be if they go into WrestleMania, then it's got to be some type of stipulation match between the two when they go into WrestleMania because they just did a regular singles match already. Um, The women's I'm pretty sure that they're going to. I'm pretty sure that they're gonna have they're gonna have some more women from NXT. They're gonna probably have maybe one or two surprise entrants. But one person in particular that I was hoping that they would have or announce, my girl, Zia Lee. I really wanted to see her name up in there. I know she's not gonna win the Rumble. My money, I really want to put it towards Bianca Belair. There's no build-up towards anybody in particular other than her that looks like they would win. So, I'm just going to put it on. I'm going to put it on Bianca Belair winning it. Then we have the men's. We have Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Dore Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio. Austin Theory, Johnny Knoxville. Um, probably he's there mostly to promote Jackass Forever, which is gonna be in theaters. It looks insane, and it's crazy the fact that he's still doing stuff at his age. Uh, Sheamus, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Omos, Randy Orton, Riddle. Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rick Boogs, and Ricochet. 
Um, there's really not that much lead up to anybody in particular to winning this. Uh, it looks like there's going to be some pretty good performances. Uh, we're probably going to see a, hopefully we might see a new um, Rumble spot from Kofi. Omas looks like he could, seems like he could be like a standout for this. Um, if it's not somebody special in particular, I'm probably going to have to, if I have to pick somebody, I'm probably going to go with Kevin Owens. I feel like this is a moment for him to try and try and actually be able to get to the top. He's the only person that I can see that has a chip on his shoulder that could actually legitimately win this. And he'll be another Canadian to win the Royal Rumble. But that's it for now. Um, let's go ahead and see if my predictions ring true. Um, you guys, Royal Rumble is about to start. I'm going to make sure that I got myself ready and situated and watching it. hope you guys enjoy it. And hopefully you guys come back and listen to my podcast and tell me if I'm right or wrong. But in the meantime, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate your time and patience. Be well, stay safe. And remember, when money talks, people listen. I'll catch you later. Four Corners of Entertainment, bringing you the best in wrestling, movies, and video games. Available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and many more.